How will we get there? Come on, let's go! It's Dave and Haynes' Magical Movie Hour! Indeed, Hain and Daves. Hain and Daves. Indeed. You're listening to Dragon Radio. This is Dave and Hain's Magical Movie Hour. What's up, guys? You're listening to David and Haynes here on KMSC Dragon Radio. What do you say, David? Uh, number one movie talk show on KMSC Dragon Radio in your hearts and in the ratings. There we go, yes. Um, unfortunately, this is kind of a bummer to start the show, but today is David's last show of the semester. Yeah. He's going to be heading home, and he'll be here for semester two, so don't worry. Be, yeah. But the next two shows will be... Well, actually, I forgot to play this. All right, there I we go. You were play the hype, like, yeah, he's gone. No. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, Knipe, the ADHD kid, yeah. and me will take over for the next week or two. I'm not sure if he'll be able to do both of them, but we won't be, we won't have a show next week. But the next two weeks after that, we'll have our shows, and then mm-hmm. we'll be back after winter break. So, anyways, with that being said. Let's get straight to the news. This is David and Dave's Magical Movie Hour with the news. All right, David, what do we got for the news this week? Okay, so this week, not quite as eventful as the last week, but, you know, there's still a few things. Okay, first off, um, a new James Bond video game is now under development. The working title is Project 007. Rumor has it is that it will be an origin story where the player of the game uh, works their way up to earning their 00 status. Well, that's dope. Yeah. I'd use a different word, but we're on the air, so that's (laughs) dope. (laughs) Yeah. Have you... So... Is it going to... Here, I should ask. Is it going to release on all platforms, or is it a new generation console kind of exclusive game? I don't know. the news that I got just now, it's like it's fairly early stage. Oh, okay. Um, you know, not too much. There's no like casting rumors or any. I don't, we don't know what the direction is going to be. Just that you know, it's going to be a origin story. We don't know if Daniel Craig they're going to use his likeness or if they're going to go with another version of the character. But we'll see. Yeah. But uh, it's very exciting for a lot of James Bond fans because the last uh, James Bond video game that we got was in. 2012 with 007 Legends. Okay. I think so, I I think I actually rented that one from the Coburn's video store. That one was fun. No. So. Yeah, a lot of people actually don't like that one. Oh, I had fun with it. <laughs> so I've never actually played it, but from what I've seen, it's like a a mixture of a bunch of different movies they try to put together. No. Oh. And it didn't really make a very cohesive story. Well, you know, I've never really seen them all. So I just, I just played the game, so okay. that's probably why it was I had fun, and yeah. most people were like, "This is crap." <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen any Bond movies? Uh, Skyfall. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. So I'm. I was gonna watch the new one when it came out, but yet for that to come out, thanks to COVID. Yeah. So this Bond video game is um suspected to come out in like 2022. Okay, so that's really far out. Yeah, only, it's a couple of years. Yeah. But it would be hilarious if this came up before No Time to Die did. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it sounds like every week they just keep pushing it back. And I actually heard they're having, like, a, the streaming companies are having a, a bidding war for it. So oh. we'll see. Maybe it'll end up on, like, Netflix or HBO or something. Yeah, we'll see. You just get to watch it that way. Yeah. yeah. It, that's definitely one <clears throat> route to go. You know what? This is kind of track, but this tag in my mask is really annoying me because whenever I'm talking, it's like I can hear it moving <laughs> yeah. against my face. It's like I gotta find a pair of scissors or something, or I'm gonna go crazy. I, w- I wish I had some <laughs> on me, but I don't carry a pair of scissors with me. So okay, but yep, I feel the pain, David. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yep. So with, back on track. Yeah, back on track. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing this game. Uh, it should be fun. Yes. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984 will 
debut on HBO Max and in theaters simultaneously. So it'll be released at the same time on both uh, media platforms. See, I heard that and I was like, I had to reread it again because I was confused. I was like, what the heck? But yeah, I'm actually kind of hyped. I might have to get HBO Go for this because I, I want to see that one really badly. Yeah. Um, I think they have a student discount, so it's like 10 bucks a month instead of 15 So. Really? Yep. <sighs> I th- everyone that's listening, check it out. <laughs> yeah, but, it sound, sounds like fun. Um, You know, that Wonder Woman film and then... uh. You know, I'm not too hyped about getting another streaming service, though. Yeah, it's another thing that you're, like, looking at your phone, and you're like, what the heck, I don't even use this. Keeps yeah. charging every month. But um, luckily for me, actually, my family started paying for Netflix, and then um, now I get Hulu through Spotify with the student discount thing. Nice. So I don't really, all I really pay for is just Spotify, so oh. not too bad. Yeah, just another thing I don't like about wh- the direction that uh, things are going where you have so many streaming services, it's like you have to pay a, a high amount just to keep those. Yeah. It's really annoying. I, I, they Sometimes they don't even have anything good. They get rid yeah. of all the good stuff, and there's just crap on there for like a month or two. So. Yeah, that's true. But I'm probably going to ch- get the free trial for HBO Max when uh, Justice League comes out. Oh, yeah. That should be good. I'll have to check that out. I think I'm going to do it for the when Wonder Woman drops. When's okay. that coming? Uh, I'm Did not it sure. specify or is it still it really, up in the air? They weren't very specific. It's just a vague statement where it's like it, when it does get released, it will be done so by both in theaters and the, uh, online streaming. Okay. Sounds good. So we got that to look forward to. All right, so uh, next piece of news, the Scream 5 reboot finished filming, and it's going to be released in 2022. Scream? Yeah, they were. Like the th- like the movie with the white mask? Yeah, that, that's the what? one. What? Dude, that movie wasn't even that good. I know. I watched the first one, and I was like, what am I watching? It was lame. It was boring. I'm sorry, Duke, Luke, and... um. I feel like Jay Will liked it too a lot, but it was boring. So it was, they definitely. have a fifth one now? Uh, this is a reboot, so. Oh, okay, reboot. Yeah, I know. Duke the other night, he ordered like the set of them on Blu ray. So the you collection did? pack. Yep. Uh, good for him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. You're spending your money very wisely with that. With Scream. With Scream, yeah. You could have gotten the Star Trek collection on blu-ray mm-hmm. that would have been worth your while uh you could have gotten there's so many other box sets that indiana, jones, yeah, um, indiana jones star wars yep but he chose to get scream and then well he actually did get so he had back to the future all on blu-ray and yep. now he got 4k player so he bought them all in 4k oh well so he's got he's got the steel books they're pretty cool they line up and make the delorean but oh that's neat it's huh? pricey oh yeah well, 4K is pretty pricey, though. Yeah, it is pretty pricey. I think it's like 40 bucks a movie, basically, know, or 30 You can only pay for, like, one or... Get one or two at a time, basically. I know. It's like... And then you break the bank when you look at your yeah. charge. But yeah. Same story with Criterion Films. It's like, even yeah. if they're on 50% off on in Barnes & Mole, you're still... It's like, you want to get a bunch, but it's like, you can only pick, like, one or two. And the last... Uh, I got... Uh, right at the beginning of November, I went to Barnes Noble with uh, Carter. Oh, okay. And uh, I got a couple of films, but uh, it was like forty-two bucks. What'd you buy? I got the Magic Flute and Solaris. Oh, okay. Um, trying to remember. Um, oh yeah, Parasite. I saw that one. Has a Criterion now, and I was like, yes. dang, I bought the Blu-ray. So, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm tempted to just sell the Blu-ray and get the Criterion. Because it's only like 20 bucks right now. And oh, really? It's beautiful looking. I love it. <laughs> yeah, your Science of the Lambs steelbook looks pretty nice, too. Um, Yeah, that one isn't a steelbook. That one's like a... No, no, I mean Criterion. Yeah, the Criterion, yeah. It's a nice one. I like it. And, yeah, it has a very interesting design. Mm-hmm. And what surprised me, it had a, um, a slip cover on, on it. Yep. That's fun. I mean, Criterion Films, it's like they usually look pretty good without the slip. They got like the, 
the silver case. Yep. But you know that just adds to it. That was pretty. They're pretty. Neat. They're pretty high quality looking. Even just like the plastic case ones. Yeah. It still looks really nice on the shelf and. Oh, it does. It's beautiful when you pull it out. Yeah, it's like you're pulling out the holy grail or something. And then you start it up. They got their logo spinning and. Yeah, it's great. I bought Time Bandits on Criterion oh, last yeah. year Time as well. Bandits. So yeah, I was like 40 bucks last year worth of Criterions, but they're, Time Bandits is a great movie. Highly recommend. Um, okay, gotcha. Uh, the only way, way you can buy it on Blu-ray is like Criterion now, because so, mm. I couldn't find it on Blu-ray, so, but it was worth it. So. Yeah, so- sounds like it. I need to check that out sometime. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing, man? You should have checked it out like yeah. five years ago. Yeah, seriously, bro. Um, I would say um, the reason why you should get Criterion films is because of the special features. Yeah, it definitely has a lot more than the average Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, that's the main reason why I get them. Yeah. I mean, um, the restoration and remastering are excellent, uh, but the special features, that's why you should really get them because they got, they got so many so much stuff on there uh, compared to ordinary blu-ray mm-hmm. i mean okay i'm this is kind of going on a mini rant but whenever i get a blu-ray and i see that they have no special features i i kind of i'm really disappointed when i see that i'm like you gotta be kidding me not even like a director's commentary or a making of yeah documentary um actually i picked up joker at target the other day mm. for six bucks because it's finally at a decent price and there's no commentary Really? Yeah, I know. I was like, a movie that high quality should have gotten a commentary done for it. So I was like, I was really disappointed in that. And Uncut Gems, they recorded the commentary, but they just didn't put it on the movie because um, they missed the release date. But they So they never even put it out unless it is on the movies now. But huh. uh, that's disappointing to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Concerts are definitely very interesting. Yeah, I like listening to what they have to say. Usually it's, uh, I get like one or two tips from it, you know. Yeah. It's always something new you learn from them, just listening to the experiences they faced for with making the movie, you know. So. Does that disappoint you when you ever you get like a Blu-ray and they have no special features? Yeah, it's a it's big disappointment. I'm like, what is this crap? And just throw yeah. it out. No, I'm just kidding. I don't trash. throw it out, but still... Yeah. Uh, okay, I think we said enough about Scream. We both don't really like those films, so yeah. it's kind of like a whatever. Okay, next thing I found was that Angelina Jolie will direct a biopic on the photographer Dan McCullen. He's one of the most celebrated photographers of his time, and Tom Hardy is set to play the re- the lead role. That was a lot of info, Dave. That was, definitely. I have no idea what any of that meant. Well, Angelina Jolie will direct a film. She, I know she's directed okay. a, a few before. I've never seen any of her films, but that'll be interesting to watch. And it's gonna be about this photographer. Uh, I'm not too, I'm not too uh, knowledgeable of this guy, Don McCullen, but you know he's probably a, a pretty well, well-known photographer. And uh, Don, Tom Hardy is gonna play that character. Okay. Uh, did that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> There's just a lot of stuff, so I'm like, what? Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Yep. Um, I guess I don't really have too much say on that. Well, aren't you a big photography guy? I do like photography. Okay. But, I don't know, there's just not much say on it. But it's, it's news! Yeah, it's news I found. Yep. Um, do you have anything on it? Do I have anything? Well, um... It's definitely interesting whenever they do like a biopic on like an artist or a, a, especially a writer or, I don't think I've really seen a, a, a biopic on a photographer, but it's kind of interesting to see like their personal life and their creative process. Uh, I know Trumbo was kind of interesting. Have you seen that with uh, Brian Cranston? Mm, doesn't sound familiar, but okay. <clears throat> this sounds pretty good from what you're explaining yeah i'm intrigued yeah he was an oscar winning screenwriter who um back then he was put on the hollywood blacklist because uh it was back in like the 50s and 60s when you know americans they were very against any communist beliefs or thinking in our country 
and they would blacklist people who were um Oh, communi- yeah. Who had, had a communist mindset. And uh, Dalton Trumbo was one of them who believed in in that system. So he was blacklisted and he had to um, write a bunch of scripts under this, uh, under uh, several names uh, to kind of get, get that work and get, get money for his family and all that. Okay. That actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. What's that called again? Uh, Trumbo. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Maybe add it to the watch list on Letterboxd. Uh, last I checked, it was on Netflix, so you should be able to find it there pretty easily. Okay, I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say you got any other news for us this week. Okay, I've got more Star Wars news for you. Hey, let's go. This is the last thing I have. So, George Lucas defends the, tra- the trade dispute plotline in The Phantom Menace. Um, Lucas went on to say that these uh, trade disputes are how wars in the world start. Trade dispute. You know how... Um, Educate me on this, Dave. Oh, boy. You know how in um, episode one, The Phantom Menace, the Trade Federation has this blockade set up against Naboo? Yes. So they're basically like uh, blocking any uh, trade coming in or coming out of Naboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I remember, it's been a little bit since I've seen The Phantom Menace. So I, I've, I've forgotten the reasoning why they were doing that specifically, but I, I suppose they were trying to get this, um, you know, better, uh, trying to get like this better deal out of the trade routes uh, coming in and come out. Like maybe like um, the, the Naboo system had to pay the Federation more, I suppose, for uh, transporting uh, goods or commodities. I don't know. Something yeah. along those lines, I bet. Yep. So I, I, I actually I agree with Lucas. Um, y- you know I think it's it's kind of a neat thing to see that Star Wars you know had a little bit of um, history of our world put in into theirs, like kind of influencing how things were working out. Instead of like, I like how you, it was like complicating things a little bit in the world. Not not everything was super simple. Like these guys were doing something bad, and then the good guys got to stop them. Okay. And I don't think a lot of people, I don't think people liked those, like, um, more complex ideas for some reason. What do you think? That blew my mind, David. That was <laughs> a lot of stuff, but, um, yes. Yes? You agree with me? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, bro. Um, I mean, it's just interesting, you know? Yeah. It's such a complicated thing for such a weird movie in the star wars world i don't know if all I ever... they do is just like they're like bro my ship broke bro i'm pod racing bro i sliced our small in half bro we <laughs> saved the galaxy so what do you think of phantom menace i don't think i ever really knew. um it's okay so it's okay it's this okay i hate the clone wars the most and then phantom menace Oh, you mean Attack of the Clones? Or, yeah, that's what it is. Attack of the Clones, not the Clone Wars. Clone Wars is the TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I prefer Phantom Menace over Attack of the Clones. Because I think the Attack of the Clones is just like a weird, <laughs> like, boring love story that's awkward. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, Phantom Menace, uh, and I mean, uh, Attack of the Clones is probably the worst out of the prequel films. Yeah, so... I'd rather watch Phantom Menace than Attack of the Clones. I honestly think it's a very decent film. It's not... I mean, if it wasn't associated with Star Wars, it probably would have been looked at a little uh, with kinder eyes, you could say. Yeah, everybody had such high expectations from seeing the 4 through 6. I mean, there's a lot of neat stuff going on in Phantom Menace besides Jar Jar Banks. And it, also, it's his first take at the digital world of film. So. Oh yeah, he really pioneered CG. CGI. Uh, uh, I would not. I would say Jurassic Park really did that, but I think Lucas really pioneered the way that CG is used in like. Uh, it was used more more and more often in the film than sparingly. Yeah. But, I don't know. I thought he did a really great job for mm-hmm. what he had done because. Is basically filming actors on blue screens and yeah. editing all that stuff in, and it doesn't look bad at all. Like you mm-hmm. look at it today, it and you're up. like, 
it holds up to like what you would see in a theater today. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, I mean, uh, with Phantom Menace, uh, there's definitely parts in there I agree with people like, uh, with like the young Anakin. You know, not. You know that storyline. It's it's not the best, but I do like his and Qui Gon's relationship in that film. Yeah, it's something else, you know. Yeah. It's nice. I I kind of it's like Qui Gon's kind of his, his first uh, father figure, you could yeah, say. Because he just has his mom, and you don't really know anything about his father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't realize until I was I was a lot older. Um, Qui-Gon is actually kind of a rebellious Jedi. In a way, yeah. Well, I don't, he, he, like, he defies the council whenever he, he sees, like, um, whenever he thinks he's right, he, he defies the council mm-hmm. when, whenever they disagree with him. Yeah. Which I think is c- pretty cool, and I don't think that's really appreciated. Nope. <laughs> they don't like when they talk back. No, when people, like, like talk about Phantom Menace, they, like, they, like, love to point out every little wrong thing with it, but then it's like when... It actually does something really cool and interesting. Everybody's like, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. They just look the other way like they'd pretend like it didn't happen. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we got for our news this week. That's right. Um, Before I forget, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Emily and the residents at HomeQuest if they're listening. Yep. Um. Emily, you'll get the joke, but um, this one's for you. I got Circles by Post Malone. I've got nothing to do today. I'm so bored, and it's Tuesday. You see that every day, man. Don't you have anything going on in your life at all? No, what's there to do? Have you heard of Film Loop? What's that? It's a club that meets every Tuesday on... We talk about films, discuss different topics, and watch the latest movies. Jay, that sounds like fun. Now I can spice my life up a little. Now you are seeing the light at last. Come to Film Loop, everyone. It's a blast. But if you don't show, there will be no mercy. Kane here. I got an important announcement for you. Dave and Haynes is on Spotify and YouTube. Just search Dave and Haynes Magical Movie Hour. Listen to old episodes or maybe even rewatch or <laughs> listen to this one again and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to KMSC Dragon Radio. 1500 AM. You're listening to David and Haynes Magical Movie Hour. Indeed. Number one movie talk show. On KMSC, Dragon Radio, in the ratings, and in your hearts. That was beautiful, David. Um, So what do we got for the movie of the week this week? The movie of the week today is Tower Heist. A decent comedy film. (laughs) It honestly doesn't deserve that much hype. Yeah, it's it's good. It's like, when I think of Thanksgiving, there isn't much movies to think about oh, there's the charlie brown specials i suppose i'm getting to that um there isn't much movies to think about but when i think of thanksgiving i think of this movie and we're not gonna have a show next week so i thought this would be a good movie to just discuss at least well, i guess so even if it's only like a few minutes we'll discuss it but right. um something i forgot to throw into the news i was driving around today and you know how they didn't play the great pumpkin on uh, cable this year for the oh, first time in like six years or something um well i guess people were complaining to apple and apple because they own the well they own charlie brown i think because it's on their streaming service or something so they didn't want it on tv mm-hmm. well of course i heard on the radio that actually pbs will be playing it this year so it's back on tv oh it's on pbs now yes because huh. Apple made a deal with them, so they will play it. I'm not sure what days or times, but it will be played on TV. Honestly, I think Charlie Brown belongs on PBS compared to, like, ABC. Yeah. Because um, PBS, they they, they broadcast those uh, style of cartoons more. 
and then ABC just honestly I don't you don't really watch cable TV anymore but when I do flip on ABC it's like it's either General Hospital Grey's Anatomy or the news yep that's it literally <laughs> so yeah PBS will pick that up and y'all will be able to watch it otherwise if you have an Apple um, I don't know I think it's Apple TV plus or Apple TV or something You'll be able to watch it whenever. Those are all on there. So Another streaming service way to go. Yep. <laughs> um, Taking our hard-earned cash. Anyway, so back to Tower Heist. Yep. Um, so um, I guess I'll put in a little detail on like the background. So it was a 2011 film uh, directed by Brett Ratner, who also directed the, the X-Men film The Last Stand. Uh, this film is has a decent cast it's got ben stiller yeah uh oh yeah matthew broderick's in this uh isn't eddie murphy in this too i think so actually yeah 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 eddie murphy's in here too so you got you know you got that uh great comedic chops in there uh those comedic act yep eddie murphy's in there just checked imdb yep. just to make sure I haven't actually seen this movie in like a couple years. Oh, same. I know you guys watched, or maybe you weren't even there, but no, I, I saw they it. watched it last year, and I I missed it unfortunately. Oh yeah, when I was but... actually involved, yeah, I was I watched Tower Heist with those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, personally, um, this is kind of jumping it because usually we talk about our star rating at the end, but I'd uh, give sure. it a three out of five. It's it's a decent movie, you know. Yeah. It's not nothing to rave about, but it's a fun one, you know, trying to steal the goal, well, the car. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. And it's on Thanksgiving. They have the Macy's parade and all that. So it's a fun movie. So it definitely kind of like a, reminds me of like a low, like Duke movie, you know, like <laughs> it's got some action and fun. But it's not crazy, like, yeah. not explosion every two seconds, so. But in a way, yeah. Yeah, I would also have to agree that would be a three-star film for me. Honestly, if I think back on it, I don't remember that much about it, just because of how forgettable it is, Not to be honest. It's kind of forgettable. I mainly like it because it's got Ben Stiller in it, so. I'm just going to say something that you may not like. I don't what? think I don't think Ben Stiller is that funny. Well, he's a good actor. I like him. I thought you were going to do the sad music cue. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Come on, do it. That's yeah. unfortunate, Dave, because yeah. my man, Ben Stiller, he's he's the man of the museum, and I love him, and you're hurting his acting feelings. So, yeah, deal with it. I suppose I'm like a critic in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. You know? That's, that one's funny, though. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, Tropic Thunder is probably as funniest in that movie. A little half squat. We'll talk about that another time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., he stole the, sh stole the show in that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so back to the great film known as Tower Heist. It's, honestly, I've seen a few Ben Stiller comedies. This feels just like another average comedy for him. Yeah, I would say so. It's nothing too special, you know. You know, but there was a couple of exciting bits in here and there that, you know, it does uh, perk your interest occasionally. Uh, especially the, the climax when they're going to steal the car. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that? I do remember it. And it's on, like, the top floor, right? I, yes, it's, like, very top, so I have to get in there. Yeah, it's very, um, when you watch it, you're like, oh, crap. Because <laughs> you're on edge, but um, the ending is interesting. Yeah, definitely. It's like you don't really see that coming, so I'll give it that. Yeah. I'd say that's mainly what's got going for it is the its ending? creative ending, I guess, because I mm. never would have thought, and you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, neither, neither would I, so I was, I was kind of surprised at what happens to Ben Steeler's character at the end. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, I mean, this movie doesn't have a whole lot to talk about, but I definitely recommend if you want a Thanksgiving semi comedy here. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christmas definitely has more films that yeah. You can Christmas watch. will probably have another like 
Okay, I actually won't be here for Christmas. So me and Knight will definitely have some, yeah. a couple to talk about over the next few weeks. Okay, let me guess what they're going to be. It's going to be the Grinch and Polar Express. Probably, yeah. Elf, nice. maybe. Um, I haven't seen Christmas Story, so maybe I'll watch that. That and, one's a good one. I recommend that. Um, I actually won it from Film Loop uh, last year, and I still haven't watched it, but... I was going to. I put it in the Blu-ray player and I fell asleep, so I didn't even start it. <laughs> it was just in days. my player, yeah. Um, <laughs> Is it still in there? No, obviously <laughs> not. I brought it up, though, so I could watch it. But, yeah, two weeks, and um, me and Knipe will be talking about Christmas films and stuff. Or maybe we won't even be talking about films at this rate, because we're so ADHD we'll probably be talking about something like completely random so like what color the ceiling <laughs> tiles will be yeah or something goofy like that because mm-hmm. um, whenever he's on this show it's always like super off track so yeah but it's a good time it's a good time we love Knipe on here oh yeah he's he's great so any other thoughts on Tower Heist honestly I don't really have much to say yeah me, me neither so with that being said, um, David Haynes here on KMSC also plays the Firest tracks here. We do. So um, I was feeling it, so we broke out a little bit more Black Eyed Peas. So oh, nice. Let's go. Enjoy. We'll see you guys after the song. Welcome back to David Haynes here on KMSC Dragon Radio, 1500 AM. Um, so David, what do we got going on for our topic of the week here? All right, the topic is actually going to be interesting to talk about. So I just thought, you know, he, Tyler gave me the choice of choosing what the topic's going to be, so I chose fantasy films just yes, in general. Yes, and I decided to give him the choice because... Thank you, sir. Unfortunately, this is Dave's last show of the is, yeah. semester, if you guys didn't know. Um, we will not be streaming next week, no. but the next two weeks after that, we will be. So... That sucks. But anyways, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, what are some of your favorite, you know, fantasy films that you've seen? So when you say fantasy film, David, what are you going for here? It's very a general thing. You know, obviously Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are fantasy, but then there, you know, Time Bandits is that in the fantasy. Yes. Okay, so. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Emily, <sighs> she upset me. We're going to need to play that track again. So the other day, I asked Emily <laughs> if she wanted to watch Time Bandits, right? And she said it was just a one-time watch for her. What? I was like, are you kidding me? A movie this high caliber and criterion loveliness is a one-time watch? So that I, frustrated me. You know what? <laughs> I guess she doesn't appreciate true art, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. It's, it's really upsetting when... She she just doesn't watch Time Bandits with me. She's oh, yeah. like, it's a one-time watch. It was great, Emily. Brings a tear to the eye. Yes. Anyways, Dave, so I love Time Bandits. I have yet to see Harry Potter. Oh, you have yet um, to see Harry Potter. Shout out okay. to Noelle. She loves Harry Potter. Maybe I got to borrow her setter Dukes or something because I, I want to watch them, but have no way to watch them, you know? You know what? I've said this before. I'll say it again. Lord of the Rings is cooler than Harry Potter. It is. It is, yeah, in my opinion. Okay. I have not seen those either. Because those are all five-star movies, you know, those three. I don't think I've given a Harry Potter film the five-star treatment yet. I think the highest it's gotten is the four and a half. Okay. I believe. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've On Letterboxd. And Lord of the Rings, you gave five-star? To all three of those films. Okay. I might have to check those out then, because... Mm-hmm. David saying they're five star. That's some good quality. <laughs> <laughs> they are, sir. It's like I was gonna say something else, but then I'm like, you, you can you can think. Yeah, to censor myself here, so I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll have to check those out. Um. Are they on any streaming services, or do you own them? I own them actually. Okay. I can lend it to you if you want. Okay. I might have to take you up on that because... It's the extended versions, though, that I own. Okay. See, the last time I watched a movie that was the extended version, I think it was called Almost Famous. Me and Carter were watching it, and we didn't realize 
it was the director's cut, so it was like, Carter's like, oh, this should be over soon, and it's yeah. like an extra hour long. You're like, oh, dang, it's like 2 oh a.m. I was already, I was tired. How long but was that film? It was good, but I think it was like, it was like, um, off the top of my head, I do not remember, but I want to say it was at least over two hours, so. Okay. It was long, and I think the regular one is like around two hours or less, maybe. I might be wrong. I haven't seen it since like June, so okay, it's been a while. All right. Anyways, uh, back to the fantasy films yes. thing. Um, there's a a slew of '80s films that I really like that are in that fantasy genre. I guess uh, I'll kind of I'll go kind of in the order that they came out. Um. One film I really love is Excalibur, which Excalibur? is the story of King Arthur. Okay. That came out in 1981. It was directed by John Borman. Uh, it, I, the production value and the, the cinematography were astounding. I mean, um, from what I've heard, they used green gels whenever possible, like filming in the woods outside. Um, to get that fantasy did that look. recently come out? No, this was in 1981. Okay. I think... uh, it's it's kind of a messy film, but I still I still love it. Yeah. Um. Actually, I was just looking on my phone because, um, I'm having a brain fart right now. But no, that's right. That I have I seen Fantastic Beasts, the first one. We don't talk about that. I one. know. That's boring. I know. But I'm just <laughs> saying. So I have seen. If you want to group it with Harry Potter, I've seen one of the Harry Potter world films. All right. There you go. Um, I guess another good one I've seen was Onward. That was on Onward. Disney Plus not too long ago. I think oh, it was, okay. yeah, it was a Disney animated one. It was supposed to go in the theaters because of COVID. It got pushed online. So, um, that one was pretty good. If you're looking for an animated fancy film, it's, it's got a good storyline, you know? Yeah. It's like basic anything you'd find from like. Disney Pixar, so. Gotcha. All right. Besides uh, Excalibur, uh, there were, I, I think I've talked about this before on the show. Um, I I love the uh, 1982 Conan the Barbarian film. Yeah. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Solid. Uh, they came out with the sequel two years later. It wasn't nearly as good, but you know that was still like an enjoyable popcorn movie. Yes. Um, interesting thing about that first one is that it was more grounded in reality compared to that second one. Or the second one went more in that fantasy direction with, like, uh, castles and, like, beasts where the first one they had elements of that, but it was much more grounded and it was a little more believable. Like, it can mm. happen in our world. Okay, those... That was in-depth, Dave. Mm. I liked it. It's kind of scratching the surface, but I... <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief. How many fantasy films have you seen? Um, you know, I've seen a few. I, a few? Okay, not too many? I've seen, well, I guess, I mean, after I'm, Google, I'm, I'm kind of getting a hard after time right do, After Googling it, there's some I've seen, like Narnia and, um, the BFG and, uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice and... Um, let's see here. Night at the Museum, I guess, if you count that. Okay. But that's listed under here. Star Wars. Gulliver Travels, have you seen that with Jack Black? Yes, I see, I've seen that, yep. <laughs> and the, I believe I saw it in theaters, too. No, that's, that one's just a weird one. Yeah. Um, I have not seen Pirates of the Caribbean. That's, oh, I, I kind of want to see those. I guess I'll have to look, watch I them on Disney. Uh, they're on Disney Plus, I think. Oh. But don't you want to watch them with the physical copy? Um, that's a good point because I walked in last night and Carter was watching, um, a movie and he was complaining because I think it kept cutting out because our internet was being crappy mm. last night. So you don't want? Yeah, I don't like that when that happens. Because I was doing dishes and I could hear, <sighs> and then some choice words. The choice words. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. You, so, yeah, I guess I'd, I'd take you up on that maybe, too. Okay. Um, Looks like The Avengers, Frozen. I've seen Why Frozen. Why are we talking about Frozen? Come on, Oh, Bro, it's a fantasy film. The Dark Knight, right. Spider-Man. 
Um, yeah. I'll cut his mic. He doesn't know what he's talking about. All right. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. I'll cut it. Yep. I there you go. My mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, going off Percy Jackson, uh, there's a great, uh, there's another film that's based off Greek mythology as well. It came out 1981. It was called Clash of the Titans. Oh yeah, I've seen that one actually, but it was a long time ago. It's it's a fun movie. It, it is. I think that that does a much better in capturing that spirit of Greek mythology than Percy Jackson did. Yeah, because Percy Jackson is set in more of like a modern day type of a thing, and that's more of back in the ancient Greece, right? Yes, yeah. Um, And so it kind of gives you more of that Greek mythology feelings when you watch it, like a vibe. And uh, Percy Jackson is just kind of like kids with powers, basically. So how it feels to me. Well, that's not what, really what I meant with like that first Percy Jackson film. Um, when Com- comparing reading to the book to the film it's like it's much different if you know what i mean oh yeah um mm, book adaptation yeah because i had imagine um the lightning thief book was much more fantastical than what, what we saw mm-hmm. with that film where it's like they tried to really try to modernize everything yeah but with clash of the titans you get th- more of that spirit i would say you get the more of the creatures because mm-hmm. you got medusa you got the Kraken. Hey, Kraken. The Kraken, that's right. You know, the famous Release the Kraken Lion King. Release the Kraken. Too bad we didn't have an audio bite of that. Yeah. Liam Neeson said that, too, in the remake. Okay, have you seen the remake or the original? I don't know, dude. I got from Coburn's video store when they were... Um, sometimes they'd sell their old movies when they didn't want them. And I think got for, like, a few bucks. And it came in a green case. So, I don't know. Maybe it was a remake because it was kind of newer, so. Newer. Okay. I'm disappointing you now because I've seen both versions. Okay. The older one's better. Okay. Yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, then what's great about that uh, original Clash of the Titans movie is that they still use stop motion animation effects with the creatures being animated frame oh, yeah, by frame. Oh, yeah, I bet. So, that was really neat to see. Um, those visual effects were done by Ray Harryhouse. Okay. And kind of like kind of bouncing off some I've seen a few few of his other movies. Okay. Uh, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad and Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Uh, I've seen those more recently. And I have not seen those. Those are fun movies. I, uh, you should totally check them out. Okay. It's Lots of like, stuff to check out. I guess I today on the show. I know. Um, it's my last show. I, I gotta. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got to culture me here. I know. For I. Me and Knipe lead this up with random stuff for the next two weeks. I mean, with I prefer The Golden Voyage of Cinema. That's my favorite film that Harry Harryhausen has worked on. Okay. Uh, what I like about it is it feels like an Indiana Jones movie, but it's much more fantastical. Okay. Because um, they're following this chart, and they're trying to find this item, and there's somebody chasing after them, trying to get that same thing. That was a lot. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You're overloading me, Dave. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm sorry, man. I mean, it sounds interesting. I mm-hmm. definitely would not be opposed to giving it a watch. Yeah. You know where I would be able to find it. Uh, I checked them out from the library. At, oh, so at they school. do have them. They do. All right. Well, then that makes it easy on my end because <laughs> I can literally just go there anytime and grab them. I just want to quickly plug the library we have on campus because they, if you guys don't know, if you're looking for something to watch and you, you're on campus and you're listening right now, I recommend that you go over to the library and see what they have because they got a couple shelves of movies on DVD mostly. Yeah. And they have a lot there. You'd be surprised. It's like a lot of good classic films, not like more modern, which, you know, I I prefer, you know, you know, watching those more older ones because you don't really find those films... <clears throat> as much as much like at, like at your local target or something like that yeah target's always just got the marvel and disney mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm just gonna say if you really want to watch a new film i would suggest just uh walking over to the library seeing what they have that is a good idea okay so uh i think i've covered more of the recent fantasy films that I've seen. Yeah. 
Uh, you, you have anything to add? I mean, not too much. Just, I mean, you blanketed everything I mainly remember watching because mm-hmm. Percy Jackson is like the last fantasy film I've watched. So, are you a are you a big fantasy fan, or do you like do you like the genre? Yeah, it's a good genre. I mean, um, I I'll watch it. It's good. I like it. Okay. Um, I'm not opposed to it. Usually, I tend to watch things that are kind of like uncut gems or stuff like that. So, but yeah, Time Bandits, Percy Jackson, favorites in the (laughs) fantasy genre. Um, (laughs) Do you have anything else to add or do you want to move on to our um, catch up with Dave and Haynes segment? Uh, I guess I'll just say that um, fantasy isn't my favorite genre. It's a close, it's a second to my favorite, which is obviously sci-fi. Okay. Because it's it would be science fiction and then fantasy. Okay, yeah. And I really love it whenever um you combine the two to make like a sci-fi fantasy film. Oh yeah. It's like you combine like uh you know sci-fi elements with the fantasy to mm-hmm. give this really interesting combination of the two. I know Star Wars especially is a very interesting combination. Star of... Trek. Not really Star I'm Trek. No, no, I'm Star Wars. <laughs> <coughs> because. With Star Wars, it's like you got the sci-fi elements, you know, like the, you got the fast starships in there, you got the, the you know, the fighter yep. ships, and then you, and then you got the force, which is obviously more on the fantastical side. Yes. I'm just going to say Star Trek is much more entrenched in that star, sci-fi genre. Um, Kingdoms of War, the animated series, bro. Yeah, so that's sci-fi fantasy, definitely. My favorite. Your favorite? Oh, thank you. <laughs> you got to finish that, bro. I'm working on Blind Eagle, though. I know, but when Blind Eagle's done, you got to finish those. I need to figure out what happens. Is Ziesel going to come back? Oh, you know, you, you bet he's going to come back. Okay. Um. Well, is that it? Is all you got? Well, that's about it for me. All right, guys. Um, Stay tuned here on Dave and Haynes. We got... I'm going to give this some hype. Um, David is going to tell us the date he's going to drop. Well, the estimated date he's going to drop the Blind Eagle after this. Kane here. I got an important announcement for you. David Haynes is on Spotify and YouTube. Just search David Haynes Magical Movie Hour. Listen to old episodes or maybe even rewatch or <laughs> listen to this one again. And... Enjoy. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Dave and Haynes. And some hype there because Dave is going to let us know his estimated time for when he thinks he's going to release the Blind Eagle. Sorry to pressure you, but right. I'm just so hyped. You know, this could really end up, you know, I, I have an expression in mind, but I, I don't think it's appropriate to say over the air. So I'll just say. Uh, this could come up, come back to hurt me, but I'll say November 27th. Okay. So that, keep in mind, this is an estimate, so it's not for sure. I've had a bad history of putting out release dates, and then it's like, literally months go by and nothing happens. (laughs) So, but we're just waiting on David to put together the last little bit. So now all the acting is complete. We had a good weekend with that. Oh, yeah, it was a fun weekend. You know, I got to see everybody again, and then we, we filmed a, n- a number of scenes. I know it was a, a it was a long day. It, it was, was tiring, but we got it done. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, so especially the green screen political oh, yeah. ad. So, um, again, when that comes out, just watch for it on David Nelson Films mm-hmm. and enjoy. So is there any other projects that you had in mind? Are you making progress on anything? Um, I'm hoping to... Now that I got 90% of my homework done, nice. and I'm going to be leaving here to head back home after the show, so I'm hoping to maybe work on a little bit of the radio drama so we can get that out before the last show of the semester. Now, it's not guaranteed. That is also an estimate, Yeah. but I really want to get it out before it gets, you know, goes by super late. So Yeah, we'll get done. Because, like, I don't know if you guys listened to the teaser, but it's on YouTube and Spotify, and 
it gets me hyped. So <laughs> I got to finish it. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is, but then again, this is like a 60 page script. So it's taken a minute to get through it all. So all you got to do is just be patient. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I do think it will be worth the wait. Yes, I, I fully believe it'll be worth the wait. So okay. it should be a lot of fun and that'll be of course like an extended show so yeah um i mean is there anything else you have that you want to work that you're going to work on or do now that you're going to be coming back january instead of december well i had a couple small projects in mind but it's very early stage okay uh i don't know but i do love my large projects you know yep i know you yeah, so I, I, I've never been thrilled of making little three-minute things, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. And I just want to say before before I go into the abyss for a couple months, it's been fun doing this show once again, you know. It's been a really hard, stressful time for so many. Um, and hopefully we've brought a, brought a little distraction to your, you know, boring routine. So yes. I really hope we, you know, brought, you know... A man sadness. Go, yeah. Dave. I really hope we brighten your day at least by a little bit. I know, you know, with the COVID situation, it's getting worse. It's a very dark time right now, and I really hope that, you know, everything pulls together soon. So, you know. Yes. So, there we go. Just, I really, yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's been fun for me, especially, to kind of do this every week instead of just sitting around, you know, just we can't really do anything you know yeah okay that's just, that's just my little two cents i wanted to david i don't even know how i'm gonna follow that <laughs> but um yeah it's been a lot of fun and i know this whole covid thing's getting a lot of out of hand and i know it's... it can be boring to have to wear your mask and stay inside and stay away but um honestly i hope you guys are enjoying the show and that we're a good enough distraction for you guys every yeah. week Unfortunately, we won't be here to distract you on Black Friday. We'll nope. all, we'll both be out of town, but uh, I hope you guys all have a safe and fun Thanksgiving. Um, remember, shun on you if you're hanging out with a ton of people <laughs> without a mask. That's true. We need COVID to stop here. So, yep. um, yeah, just have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll be back. Well, you, Hain and Knipes will be back with you in Two weeks. And I suppose I'll sign off until 2021. And adios. Thank you for tuning in to David and Haynes' Magical Movie Hour. Our new airtime now is from 2.30 to 3.30 every Friday on KMSC Dragon Radio. We're also sponsored by Film Loop, which meets every Tuesday on Zoom. So, with that information, we must part ways but we will return in one week. Thanks for listening!